Good evening, girls and ghouls. It's spooky time. <laughs> That's right. It is the month of Spooktober. Uh, anyway, it's it's spooky time. We're not recording during spooky time, but by the time this episode comes out, it will be spooky time. It's it's pre-spooky time. Yeah, we're recording from uh the corpse of September. Yes. Also known as a pre-spooky time. Yeah. Love me's pre-spooky time. Pre-spooky time. That was. It's old. not pre-spooky time if you work in retail, though. Then it's just been everyone's been buying Halloween shit for the last month. Oh, you mean me? Yeah. Yeah, that was me. Never, never leave me alone in like a Michaels or like a. A hobby store on Halloween or during the month of like October. No, the real insane thing is that I have had people buying Christmas shit already. Uh, Which, first of all, we should not have that out to sell yet. I, it's September. Like, wait till November. I we still have back to school shit that hasn't least, sold yet. At least wait till November. At least wait till November. You can preempt Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit about that colonialist holiday? But, but who, like, who, who, who gives a shit about Thanksgiving? Like whatever. Like, I mean, obviously, I still want the day off and the food. But like, otherwise, yes, we all know that Halloween and Christmas are the biggest holidays of the year in so, America. In America, yes, they are the in in the United States of America. Halloween and Christmas are the two biggest holidays. This is known. But I don't want Christmas shit in fuck the end of September. Jesus Christ. Wait yeah. till Halloween is over. At least. And I can't blame people for buying it because it's like if they're here and they're thinking like oh I got, gotta get ready for the holidays. Oh this looks cute. It's like <sighs> But the other hand, right? Why are we selling it now? Why? Yeah, when it comes to like Halloween, it's like, oh, well, it's time to uh, buy decorations. And they're like, you mean Halloween decorations? No, I mean decorations. Year-round decorations. I I mean, Hallow Halloween is my aesthetic. So State now state of mind. So now it's time to buy. You know, shit that I would want in my house all the time. Reminds me of that that joke of like, I've decided I'm gonna be a witch and yell at children to get too close to my house. Oh, you mean for Halloween? No. No. <laughs> That's just silly. Like, oh shit, I love this um demon claw coat hanger. That's just that's just something I want. <laughs> Not just for Halloween. I just want that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just don't leave me alone. Or like the infamous what is it like twenty foot skeleton? Or oh whatever. yeah, the the one one per customer at Lowe's or whatever yeah. the fuck Home Depot, wherever the fuck it's sold. Our friends Bash, our friend Bash still is banned from that item. Yeah, what the fuck would they put it? They don't even have a yard. And yet, every year, every year, 
we do the same song and dance with them and Maddie and Adrian. Well, mm. now it will include Adrian. Yeah, now it will include Adrian. Uh, you know, like, specifically, like, apparel and coffee mugs and shit. I'm like, don't, don't leave me anywhere near that shit. I will buy all of it if you're not stopping me. <laughs> don't leave me alone with it. I will buy it. Um, that being said, uh, I forgot to say at the top, I'm your host, Kai Dremper, KP. And here. I'm your honorary host, your yes. ghost host, KP. Ghost with the most. Does that mean I'm dead? When did I die? I don't know, I think you can still... You're an honorary Can I guy. still be a ghost when I'm alive? Hey, honorary hey, people, ghost. I need you to, 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 to Twitter, to tweet at the account if you think you can be a ghost while you're still alive. I mean, you're a ghost in spirit. Eh? 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 I also need you to tweet at us if you found that joke offensive. Yeah, all, all ghosts send your hate mail to... <laughs> God, unironically, ghost hate mail is something I want, actually. I genuinely want that. You think, you, it would you be think so... ghosts find the... Go, go. No, it would be so funny if you found out ghosts were real because you kept getting their emails about how much they hate your guts. That would be the funniest shit. Yeah. Get, like, fucking Twitter hate from ghosts. <laughs> Like, I'm not, like, ghosts, like, I'm a modern-day ghost. I don't haunt houses anymore. I haunt people's Twitter timelines. Uh, I haunt the fucking uh, subreddits. Yeah. Unironically, it, it, that's funny to me. Yeah. Um, I... but anyway, what you been up to, KP? Well, it's only been two weeks since I've been here last, so not much. Hair is still blue, um, job still sucks, uh, I might be getting a car next week. Sick. Uh, might. Asterisks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the car I have now technically belongs to my dad. Right. Um, Get your own car. But, uh, for those who have been paying any attention to what I said last week or to, or who have checked out my Tumblr or Twitter, uh, I've been planning to move across the country and the car that my, that I have now that used to be my dad's, um, will not get me there. We'll break down before I get there. Yes. Um, cause the car is from fucking 2001 mm -hmm. or some shit. Uh, it's, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So, I've been needing a new car as one of the, like, last big steps before I can leave. Mm -hmm. The other really big one was getting a phone of my own with, like, my own, um... Phone plan? Phone plan. Honestly, which... track, highly recommend track phone. Oh, no, I, I've had that for months now. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, once I had that done, then the other big, the other big things are, like, finding the apartment getting and getting the car but i don't feel comfortable finding the apartment and figuring out a move date until you have a car i have a way of getting there yes exactly um so the car is the next big step so 
we're thinking next week mm -hmm. is when my brother and I are going to go look. Right. How, what have you been up to? Um, okay, so there's a thing I do uh, where, how do I want to word this? So because of one of the newest Magic the Gathering releases, the uh, the 40k Commander uh, set, mm -hmm. I do this thing with 40k where I get in the mood to think about 40k again, and I'll just like watch lore videos, read about lore, watch like actual gameplay of the game, and that'll be like my mood for like a couple months. And then I'll just, like, stop, and 40k will just, like, move into the back of my brain again, and then I'll remember, oh, yeah, 40k is fucking sick. And then I'll just do it all over again. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> just been in, indulging in that 40k nonsense. In, indulging in the 40k nonsense. Uh, mainly listening to this podcast that I really like called Adept is Ridiculous, which is... Um, TLDR Sparknotes uh, version of lore about specific aspects of the 40k universe. The, the concept is, is one of the hosts knows a lot about 40k lore and the other one doesn't. And it's him explaining the 40k lore to somebody who knows next to nothing about 40k lore. This sounds like any conversation I'm in with you and Jake. Listen, 40k <laughs> lore is deep and dank and stupid. And honestly, I think it's one of the best ways to learn about 40k lore because it assumes you have, like, next to no knowledge about 40k and that it also explains it in a, like, not dry or... I don't want to word this long-winded way. Because mm -hmm. there's so much 40k lore, it can be like just absolutely a monumental task to even consider reading up about like a specific aspect of the lore. Like mm -hmm. if you want to know about like the Space Marine chapters, that's even, like, specific Space Marine chapters on their own, depending on what Space Marine chapter you're talking about, you're going to be deep in the paint for, like, a few hours. Or you could watch, like, a 40-minute to hour-long video that gives you the Sparknotes version of the lore. Ah. You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they do all the... They do stuff, like, about the other factions and any other aspects of the lore. I think uh, War, Warhammer 40k is one of the series of where when I approach it, I can tell it's not for me, but hearing about it is always a good time because so much of it is just so funny. It's dumb and funny as fuck. Once you, like, sort of, like, a lot of people don't want to approach 40k because, one, it's, like, it's fucking 40k, uh, and it's so huge, but also because, like, there are two types of people who are into 40k. Yeah. 
there are the worst possible, most annoying person you could ever meet in your life, aka someone on r slash reddit arguing about why is Ariel black in the new Little Mermaid remake. Uh, or the most chill, don't give a fuck person ever. Like the, it's one of those two, and, and it's it's a toss up on which one you're gonna get. Yeah, and the first one I would say is more vocal. Oh yeah, it is slightly it's... more common to to interact with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Purely because they're the kind that will talk about 40k unprompted. The chill <laughs> people will usually wait for prompting. Yeah. And the especially annoying part of that type is, despite everything I know of 40k making it very clear it is social commentary all the way down, yeah. Um, they think it's apolitical. They don't get and it. Yell at you. They, when, they like, don't understand how humanity in 40k is literally feeding workers to the corpse of its one quote-unquote great leader in the last seven centuries doesn't understand its own technology um xenophobic zealots who hate anything that's not human and forces people to work for the great of the good they might use the word capital here uh, it's, no, it's, uh, for the god emperor and all that shit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, for the emperor. The, I don't know, and, it's... You know. What I, re- I remember hearing this from, from both you and my brother and going, this is the most obvious social commentary I've ever heard. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, are we sure we don't want this to be more subtle? It, it's like, the, the... The the moment you realize that it's commentary is when you find out one of the the big pieces of the lore about the Emperor of Mankind, which is before he fucking uh, beefed it or half beefed it. He's still kind of alive, kind of. Um, anybody who tried to worship him as a god, he would like smite them. He's like, I'm Don't not a god. Like he's like, I'm not a god. I'm just a guy. Don't worship me as a god. We're done with religion. Religion is stupid. I burned all the other religions because they were stupid. Says the emperor. The now god emperor. Now god emperor, and that's the irony of it all. Is that now that he's dead and not here to speak for himself, and it's been ten thousand years and a lot of the records of like the things that happened. 10,000 years ago are gone. No one can say that he didn't want to be worshipped as a god. And Honestly, now he's you could... just sitting in his fucking throne as a corpse screaming in his, in his fucking throne grave. He's just molding. Literally molding. You could argue that the social commentary of 40k has nothing to do with politics and is all about the importance of historians in society. Oh, no, there's a lot of commentary about the Imperium of Man and all this other shit. Like, you know, fascism, xenophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's, you know. on some level, a lot of 40k lore is, we forgot all of this really important history. Yeah. That's a recurring theme for many, many races and people in 
40k. Yeah. And also, like, shunning things you don't understand because of fear of it getting out of control or because, you know, it's not something you don't understand. The xenophobia. Like, for example, um, AI, super heresy in, in the human imperium. Uh, like, any, any kind of AI, super heresy. Because Damn, I want to get on that super heresy. Like back I just in normal heresies. Like back in the day, before the emperor tried to unite all of humanity under one banner, there was this thing called the Dark Age of Technology, where uh, Skynet happened essentially from like Terminator. Yeah. And then like you know the war against the AI and people eventually won, but ever since then it's been like no, never, never again, no more AIs. Fuck that. <laughs> That's heresy. Especially the uh, technological sect of the Imperium of Man, uh, the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. They are the, like, no. No AI. Didn't we play a point-and-click adventure game with that plot? Uh, might have. Whispers of, do you not remember those Whispers of the Machine? Oh, right, yes, Whispers of the Machine, yeah. Where they were like, you can do whatever you want with technology. Just not AI. And, and like, then the plot was about an AI baby. Yeah, that then, was a. We never finished that we game. Never finished that, but the the plot's gone now. So yeah. Know. Uh, but and the Mechanicus are like the other thing that's heresy is obviously like worshiping anything that's not the Emperor, except the except for the Mechanicus, uh, because uh the Mechanicus can worship their a weird machine god called the or the Omnisaya or whatever the fuck, uh, and the Imperium lets them get away with that that heresy because the Mechanicus make their guns. You gotta keep the gun guys happy. Gotta keep the gun guys happy. Gotta let them have their a little bit of heresy as a treat. As a treat. <laughs> okay, well, that, I, I'm going to say that's enough 40k discussion. I'm oh, going to say... Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. enough 40k. That's fine. I just like, you know... Yeah, 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 it's it's cool, but also we have to discuss Scooby Doo here. Oh yeah, Scooby Doo. The only other thing that I've been doing other than the fucking 40k stuff is uh, getting back into my Gundam model painting, making uh... a Gunpla, all that shit. You know, that stuff. Because I got a new model, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll finally do my first custom paint job. Not. The biggest fan of the... I like this, the mobile suit that I have, like the model, but mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of its color scheme. The, the GM Sniper mm-hmm. 2. It's not the biggest fan of the, the dark blue with that pale baby blue color scheme. Not the biggest fan. But other than that, not much with me. Reading Berserk, but I'm not going to get into fucking Berserk. Kind of goes hand in hand with 40k though, to be fair. Because uh, that's another series that people uh, tend to not get. <laughs> you know? But anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Scooby Doo. We're here now. Scooby Dooby Doo. Which one do which one we want to talk about first? An excellent question. Because I have a lot to say on both. Um, I also have a lot to say on both for different reasons. 
Yeah, let's... I'm gonna say let's go chronological and start with Ghoul School. Okay, Ghoul School, okay. So here's... Okay, let me just, you know, because... So Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School was originally an animated made-for-television film released in 1998, produced by Hanna-Barbera for syndication as part of the Hanna-Barbera Superstars 10 series. It was written by uh, Glenn Leopold, directed by Charles A. Nichols, and stars the voices of Don Messick as Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, Casey Kasem as Shaggy, Susan Blue as Sabella Dracula, Remy Abjuana as Baxter, Hamilton Camp as Phantom Father, Jeffy Cohen as Grunt, Glennis Johns as Miss Grimwood, Del Kessler as Count Dracula, Ruta Lee as Revolta, Aaron Lore as Miguel, Patty Malone as Tannis, Scott Menville as Tug, Pat Music as Elsa, Bumper Robinson, oh my god, Bumper Robinson? Holy shit, I didn't know he was doing voice work all the way back in the day. Uh, Ronnie Shell as Colonel Calloway, Marilyn Schrafer as Winnie, Rusi Taylor, the, the, the fucking legend Rusi Taylor, as Fanti, Andre Shoka as the Grim Creeper, and Frank Welker as Matches, the Werewolf Dad, the Well Dweller, and the Mirror Monster, aka all the voices, because that's what Frank Welker does. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if fucking Bubba Robinson was in this. A lot of names. Yep. Susan Blue and Bumper Robinson and Rusi Taylor and Frank Loker and like Casey Kasem and Don Messick are obviously like the big ones. Mm-hmm. Especially Susan Blue, because Susan Blue is like a fucking legend. She was the original RC and she's like a voice director for like so many shows. Mm-hmm. She was the voice director on like Transformers Animated and uh, Animaniacs. All kinds of shit. Uh, and of course, Casey Kasem and all these others. And Frank Welker. Frank Welker. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody on here we haven't mentioned before on the podcast. But uh, we talked about Bump Robinson not that long ago on the podcast because he's the voice of uh, Bumblebee in Transformers Animated. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and he's been in a lot of other shit. I just didn't know he was doing work all the way back here. It's just That's just interesting to me. You learn something new every goddamn day. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll be doing the goal school. <sighs> all right. Watched the hell out of this movie as a kid. So many. It was one of the like Scooby Doo every Halloween. Well, that, but like it was one of those movies that my brother and I just had the VHS for. Mm. We had this and Zombie Island and Witch's Ghost all on VHS. Ah. So we just watched all of them over and over again. Yeah, I saw this one a lot and The Reluctant Werewolf. That one I've only seen. I only saw a couple times when it was on. Cartoon Network. Right. So, here's the thing about Ghoul School. Is that I love Ghoul School, but if I want to take a step back, it's literally like three episodes of a show that didn't Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I remembered the whole time thinking, 
this was supposed to be a TV show. This was absolutely supposed to be a TV show. This was this is like a, 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 the pilot to a ghoul school TV show that didn't happen. Which I'm sad it didn't. Yeah, kind of. On the other hand, nothing made any goddamn sense in this in this movie. I mean, it's one of those things where it was like. If the if it had gotten a show and gotten time to like I don't know hone in on what it was actually supposed to be about, then we might have gotten a fun show out of it. It did the whole time I watched it though. I was thinking about uh, when we made up Camp Coven. Yeah, I know, Sam. Because like this this show is the vibe of Camp Coven. It this show is the prototype for many other. Things that were tried to do this. Casper's Ghoul School. Scare School, rather. Fucking Monster High. Um, uh, there's another one that is like... There's that comic All Ghouls School. Oh yeah, there's that. There's another TV show that I'm trying to think of. But like, Monster High and Casper's Scare School are like the two main ones that always come to mind. Yeah. You know, also cool. a Monster Prom. Monster Prom, yeah, obviously. Uh, to the point where I'm pretty sure um, Polly is directly based on Phantasma. Oh, yeah, for sure. They got the same vibe. Big same vibe. Also, like, it's so weird how, like, this is... These characters only existed in this one special, but have, like, persevered in, like, yeah. the, the zeitgeist. Because they showed up in, like... Okay, in an episode of OKKO, OK as part of Enid's backstory, as part of Enid's, Enid's backstory, where she went to the ghoul school and like they, they find were, out she was the witch of the of the ghoul school, and they were all voiced by their original voice actors and everything. They even replicated the original art style for yeah. a bit. I mean, not not all of them were back, but like they all kind of like many of them reprised their roles. Uh. Like, Rusey Taylor was Phantasma, Susan Blue is still Sabella. Uh, but Natalie Palmides and Kristen L., who voiced Buttercup and Bubbles, took over for Winnie and Tannis. Mm. Uh, as uh, Marilyn Schaefer had died, and Patty Maloney had retired. So neither of them could reprise their roles as Winnie and... Um, Tannis. Yeah. But it is so cool that yeah. they came back at all and that these characters have just, like, been around. I remember as a kid, Tannis was always my favorite. Uh, Fanti is my favorite. She is on genuinely unhinged. Genuinely fucking unhinged. More and this, it, that's even relative to the other girls. Fanti is just unhinged. Yeah. And like the thing is, is like there's the makings of like very much a shenanigans style like sitcom show here of like you've got the military school next door and it's like dealing with the sh the girls shenanigans because they're the sort of like surrogates for like normal people, you know. And then also, like, we have a quote-unquote villain. I'm going to put big oh, air quotes. Oh, yeah, Revolta. Big air quotes. 
do you know I came back to this movie and I saw her and I was like, oh yeah, this movie had a villain. Right, yeah, you forget she even fucking exists. <laughs> I remembered the Grim Creeper, but I didn't remember her. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, why was there that guy, the one-eyed like Vine guy that I saw? Her, like, oh right, this movie had a villain. This movie had a plot other than the volleyball game, I guess. It's so, like, there's three different plots, because like I said, the show is, the movie is literally just three episodes of a TV show yeah, that didn't happen. The volleyball game, then the uh, open house, and then uh, the, the Revolta. Revolta's plan. Yeah, Revolta's plan. Like, it's all three episodes. This is, like, the three-part opener to the show that probably would have happened. I don't know why it didn't. Because Scooby-Doo had a million spinoffs, and eventually they had to say no to one. Yeah. Because, like, we... Because this was the era... Because Scrappy-Doo is here. The the elephant in the room, Scrappy. Uh, this would have been around the time as the Scrappy-Doo show was going on. Where we also had Red Shirt Shaggy and Scooby just going around doing things for no reason. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna throw the thermonuclear take. Mm-hmm. Scrappy-Doo? It's not that bad. Yeah, he's not. Especially this movie. He's that he went from like annoying and trying to fight everything to kind of naive puppy. Yeah. They, like this movie has the ideal version of Scrappy, where a he does not say the words puppy power once, mm -hmm. and like he's not trying to fight everything. He's just like nonplussed and naive about all of the shit because he's like, my uncle Scooby will get me out of anything, which is kind of cute. Yeah, and also like, what like it like? Oh, why are we running, Shaggy? We're gonna not meet all the. We're not gonna meet all the other parents. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, are we taking the dumb waiter to meet all the parents? Not exactly, Scrappy. You're like that. That I like that gimmick. That's a good gimmick. He's just. It was this movie has a version of Scrappy that I could get behind. Too bad it's not the version. That he, in the Scrappy-Doo show or 13 Ghosts. Like, early, like, this is early Scrappy. This is Scrappy, like, basically in the later stuff of Scrappy-Doo, you get so much worse. Like, the early Scrappy is fine. Like, I don't yeah. hate Scrappy. Like, you need someone like Scrappy if you just have Scooby and Shaggy. Because Scooby and Shaggy will literally run from everything. So you need somebody who won't. Also someone who will fill the Velma, Daphne, Freddy role of trying to solve the problem yeah basically i'm just sad that it wasn't daphne because daphne was cool well, i loved her in 13 ghosts she had her my favorite look of hers which was the leather jacket daphne yeah and she was okay, like so cool the, school the, was the leader cool school was 80 and reluctant werewolf were both 88 yeah reluctant werewolf which would have been the Scrappy-Doo show would have ended at this point. So this is actually later Scrappy. Oh, Because yeah. uh, 88 was the same year a pup named Scooby-Doo started. So this is after... This is after 13 Ghosts and the Scrappy... And both Scrappy-Doo shows. So this is actually really late Scrappy. So, mm. other way around. After a while, they were like, Oh, people hate Scrappy. Let's tone him down. And it worked. The... That's also probably why this show didn't get made. Yeah. Was they were like, People hate Scrappy. We, the producers, thought kids would love Scrappy. They do not. I feel like you could have done Ghoul School. With, like, 
at, without the Scooby-Doo characters. You know what I mean? We didn't need... Yeah, to... the problem is what we needed is there needed to be... How do I want to word this? The ghoul school as like a unit is fun. They do need for a prop for the episodes to function. Someone like Scrappy, Shaggy, and Scooby to be a foil. But that's to, what like... the military kids are for. Yeah, but they're not gonna like be there at the like at the school every time the girls are doing something wild. Mm-hmm. Also, you need them there to like set up for the puns of the like. It's time for some aerobics. You mean scare aerobics, Shaggy? Yeah, I mean it's. It could work. This this could have been a fun yeah, show. Yeah, it could. Would have been I'm not... good? I don't know. Yeah, especially because, like, this movie had negative plot. It's it literally, I was about, this movie is 99.9% shenanigans. Uh, no, 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 hold on. It is 9.9% shenanigans, 90% monster puns. 90% monster puns. And... 9.9% shenanigans, and then that point oh oh repeating 1% is the Revolta plot at the end. Pl- plot in the tiniest font. Just like, you have to like bring up the magnifying glass to see the word plot. Yeah, she's also like, what is Revolta? What's the point here? Weird spider witch, I guess? Yeah. It's like I'm, go- and her plan is to make slaves of the girls because their parents are really strong, so they'll be really strong monsters. To and so like she's gonna take over the monster world from the old guard, I guess? Question mark. Who she says multiple times they've grown soft and weak, and I will be strong when I have their daughters. And I'm like, what is the plan here, Revolta? Because their parents may have gotten softer dracula will still body you well, not if you have his daughter mind controlled i think that's the plan it's like a it's like oh yeah like a hostage thing like, like a hostage thing but also they're really strong so i can use them against them to both hmm. it could work i'm not saying it was like the worst plan in the world it just, like, it comes out of fucking nowhere. It also doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm going to revoltize them! I'm going to make them evil. Also, I d- will say my favorite part of at least the revolt and stuff was that the Grim Creeper was my favorite type of henchman. The one who says shit like, yes, your creepiness. Yes. Oh, you mean fucking Beastly from the original yeah. Care Bears? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, your revoltingness. Yes, Ricky. Oh, boy. also voiced by Frank Walker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beastly, the, the 90s Care Bears show. Yeah. Come, or like Pain and Panic, come in your most lugubriousness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all, I... That joke I eat up every time. You want, like, a sniveling little, like, oh, yes, Master. Except, instead of Master, they always find synonyms for the worst. Oh, oh and it's yes, always your most great. maliciousness. Ah, oh, yes, your most moldy and grody. Uh, your most vile. Oh, yes, your smelliness. 
<laughs> ah, yes, your dicklessness. Too far? <laughs> I would love a henchman that did that, but, like, their master was an idiot, and they were they were saying it like it was a compliment, but they were, like, insulting him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yes, most long-winded one. Oh, wait, no, that's already a thing. That's, that's just what... Shigo. That's just Shigo and Draken. No, that's uh, fucking Abyss Maul and uh, his, <sighs> his assistant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the Aladdin TV show. Yeah. It's literally just that. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this movie has... It's so weird. Like, why did this become popular? Because, like, watching it now, it's like, I, lo- I, I love it. I have nostalgia for it. But, like, again, stepping back. It doesn't. There's nothing for you here. Nothing. I'm gonna say nothing for you here if you don't. If you did not watch this movie as a kid, there's there's no. It doesn't hold up. There's no rewatchability or like watchability. None of the characters really have any personality. Yeah, it's it is literally. Did you watch this as a kid and have nostalgia for it? You'll get something out of it because it's like, oh yeah, I remember this. That's it. That's all you get. It's... Also, I will say that there are too many characters. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because, like, there are, what? There's, like, five girls and the five boys at the... The, the school. The school. This Then, like, the Grimwood School. The Colonel. Grimwood School also has Miss Grimwood, um, Legs, uh, I forgot the name of the octopus, Matches. By the way. Then... Great name for a dragon. Love that. I also, I did like the joke of, Scooby's gotta learn to stop playing with matches. That was, I liked that. But, um, but like, matches, and then like, um, Revolta and the Grim Creeper. Yeah. There were so many characters that, like, we need to start cutting. Like, obviously don't cut the girls, but maybe only do, like, three of the boys. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, and also all the dads. So maybe, if I were doing this, I would have said four girls. Four girls is enough. No, I don't want to get cut any of the girls, because I like all of them. True. I'm, I meant, like, now that I know all of them, I don't want to cut any of them. But, like, if I had to go back and do it. Right. If I, I was in that room. I think, again, it, it's the problem of we have an hour and a half, and this would have been better served as a television show because then you could have had, like, individual episodes that would have slowly built up the cast. But this was an 80s show, so, like, they would have remained, like, flat characters. Well, honestly, if you cut Scoopy, Shaggy, and Scrappy out, you would have had more time to breathe with the other characters. Yes, but, like, again, this was an 80s show in the style of Scooby-Doo. These characters would have probably remained pretty pretty much what we saw them as. I mean, yeah, but, like, you you could have, like, digested them, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Taking them all in as they were. Yeah, there's definitely some of the boys where, like, I didn't know what the vibe was supposed to be for them. I think they're all supposed like, to be a counterpart to one of the girls. It's not clear in what ways for some like, of them. Grunt like, is the counterpart, Tug... like, Grunt is the counterpart to the Franken team because he's the big strong one. Yeah, Elsa... Yeah, and I'll say this, I kind of liked the weird, because, like, this is an 80s show, for some reason they were like, what if the fat kid was also the, like, the stupid, strong sh- the strong one? 
big and he was and like instead big. of making fun of his weight at any time he was just like more weight add more i can do more and i kind of liked that it was like i'm big he's the big strong one you know yeah which i liked and also but, um, there's some there was definitely like some potential for again the shenanigans of a military school being next to this Adams family style fucking yeah. wackiness. Tug was probably supposed to be the counterpart to Sabella, but like I'm not entirely sure what Tug's deal was supposed to be. Mm. Miguel was the like smart one that made shit. Yeah. And Jamal the... had a list sometimes. He's um unfortunately Jamal is what we like to call the token black kid. Which is weird, because we also had Miguel was Hispanic, mm-hmm. but he didn't have to be a token. He could just be... It... I don't understand what they were doing here. And that, it's, yeah, just needed another pass. Baxter also was just... He... To the point where when the boys got lost from the colonel in the bog, Baxter just went with the colonel, and we didn't see him again until the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, again, it feels like a lot of shit happens in this movie, and also nothing happens. Yeah, I could summarize this plot in, like, three minutes. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know how this movie is an hour and 30 minutes. That's, I know, I, like, saw the runtime when I went to watch it right after Witch's Ghost, and I'm like, how is this the longer of the two Yeah, movies? how is this longer than Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost? Because Witch's Ghost I, would take me a little bit to summarize that plot. This movie? Not at all. Honestly. But this movie, I guess, needed that time for puns. Honestly, Witch's Ghost could have been longer. Genuinely needed to be, actually. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. We'll get there. there. Um... Uh, and all- but this is, like, too long. Weirdly too long. Yes. And they spent time in the wrong places. I kind of wish we would get the girls to come back in, like, an, again, another form and, like, have finally get that show of their the own. The problem is, I think the, sh- the sh- show of their own is just everything that's inspired. <laughs> like, Monster High, mm-hmm. Monster Prom. I would still watch it. Yeah, I, I would watch a reboot of this. I just think a reboot of this would need the girls to be a little more grounded. I am shocked they haven't done a reboot, especially because they did the fucking return to the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done a movie that was like, hey, go, oh, go back to the ghoul school and the girls are, you know, I not... was reading about that 13 Ghosts movie, actually, while I was watching this. Fun, Apparently. Fun movie. Apparently, when the when the producers came to the writers like, hey, we want to do a movie that references that for the nostalgia thing, they told the writers, do not include Scrappy or Flim Flam. Don't. They they, they included Flim Flam. Yeah, the, the writers went, we'll see what we can do. And they were like, we can't just omit both of them. Yeah, we have to, unfortunately, address one of them. And they're we... like, we'll pick Flim Flam because he was a problem. Yeah. Here's a problem we want to try and fix it. I, I want, I want what fine. 13 Ghosts did, but for the ghoul school, where it's like, oh, hey, this is what the girls have been up to this whole time. I mean, technically, OKKO did that. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But I want Scooby-Doo, because was, that was where it came from, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
don't know. That's just me, though. Uh, but anyway. That's, that's Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Overall, fine. It's fine. Overall, it's fine. It's, it's inoffensive. It's, it's, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. I still like it, but also, like, there, if you don't have nostalgia for it, there's, there's nothing for you here. And if monster puns, uh, are something you might be, like, allergic to or otherwise would be like, that seems unnecessary, don't watch. You know what? This, this movie is 90% monster puns. You know what this movie is perfect for? You have a oh, Halloween what? party, and you put it on in the background. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Occasionally someone will be like, oh, hey, they're at the part where they're doing the shrieking. And everyone's like, that's not narrowing it down. It's like perfect background noise for a Halloween party. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait, while we're here, did, what, who is Phantasma's dad? Every other one, it's supposed to be like a specific monster. He's like the Phantom of the Opera or some shite. It's not, though. I don't fucking know. He's playing they a only pipe call him... He plays a goddamn pipe organ, and it's like he's a phantom, and he's like, they do music and shit, so it's like Phantom of the Opera. But he's not the Phantom of the Opera. Like, I looked at him. He's not. Because, like, Tannis is dead. They keep just calling him the mummy. They clearly mean the universal monster mummy, oh, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. And obviously, the Wolfman, also that universal monster movie, Dracula. They keep saying Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein. So I assume they mean the Frankenstein movie, which is a weird choice very weird um but fanty's dad they just keep calling the phantom i think what they i think in the original cut of this it was probably going to be the invisible man but they made him a ghost hmm you know what i mean because that's the only other like universal movie that I can think of that even remotely comes close to the vibe of that. It was probably going to be The Invisible Man, but they were like, ah. He was a scientist. According to the Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, the Phantom Father, his deal supposed to be, he's a, he is supposed to be the Phantom of the Opera, that, but he's a ghost now because he's dead. Told you. I guess. Told you. I guess. Why isn't he wearing the mask, though? That's what I need. Like, the iconic mask? Give me something to work with Hanna-Barbera. I mean, he, her daughter literally knows how to play the pipe organ. I don't know what else to tell you. I could also learn to play the pipe organ. Yeah, but that, like, he's called the... <laughs> and my parents aren't, like, weird, oh. weirdo stalkers haunting an opera with disfigured faces from the, the weird basement dungeon. She plays the pipe organ, and he's called the Phantom. So, like... What else do you want? I guess. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Scooby-Doo and the Wicked Ghost. And welcome back, boys and ghouls. Uh, we're talking about Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost is a 1999 direct-to-video animated film. And it was the second of the direct-to-video films right after uh, Zombie Island. Uh, in the Mook Animation Quadrology, which is the, the studio that did Scooby-Doo and Witch's Ghost, Zombie Island, uh, Alien Invaders, and Cyber Chase. All, I would say, when I think of Scooby-Doo, I'm thinking of specifically this era of Scooby-Doo. 
I'm thinking of this, but I'm also thinking of what's new Scooby-Doo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because what happened was, is like, these came out, there was a bit of a hiatus of Scooby-Doo, what's new Scooby-Doo comes out, and then all the what's new Scooby-Doo movies come out, Mr. Incorporated comes out, and then there's like this new era of movies, not associated with Mr. Incorporated, but like there's a new era of like Scooby-Doo movies, and that's the current era of Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. Yeah. Those movies that have been coming out that are unrelated to anything but themselves. Yeah. Scooby-Doo and the the Blue Falcon, Scooby-Doo and uh, the the Mystic Castle, etc., etc. Scooby-Doo probably does work better as a movie franchise than a TV series anyway. That's debatable. Honestly, it's like... I, I, I like the idea of a, of the movies because the movies get more time to let the mystery breathe. Yeah, and I'll say this. One of the things I like about a lot of these movies that came out after the What's New Scooby-Doo era is a lot of them mm-hmm. had some really fun side characters. Yeah, like, like um, that one guy who, who came back from the, the Yeti one and then he was in Loch Ness Monster. Or was it the other way around? Uh, I, I'm thinking of, like, in uh, Monster of Mexico, they're staying with that Mexican family for the movie. And, like, right. the dude has that, his wife, who's a white woman, who, like, is constantly throwing coffee beans everywhere by accident. And then she's the villain at the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, in Where's My Mummy, uh, we get uh, Velma's weird Indiana Jones rip-off boyfriend. Yep. Uh, and like the so weird mercenaries was, from that movie, yeah. This movie was directed by uh, Jim Sturmson, written by Rick Cop, David A. Goodman, Davis Boyd, <coughs> Glenn Leopold. Uh, and it stars Scott Eanes as Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, Frank Welker as Fred, Mary Kay Bergman as Daphne, B.J. Ward as Velma, Tim Curry, fucking the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Curry, mm-hmm. as Ben Ravencroft, Jennifer Hale as Sally Thorne, Neil Ross as Mira Corey, Jane Ridland as Dusk, Bob Joles as Jack and Dr. Dean, Kimberly Brooks as Luna, Tracy McNeil as Sarah Ravencroft, and Peter Renaday as Mr. McKnight. Yeah. As we said previously, big the main thing that I take away from this film is, other than the girls, which we'll get to in a minute, um... It needed to be longer. <laughs> so Talk short. about movies that don't have a plot. They do. It has a plot, sort but of. like it doesn't get enough, doesn't get enough room to like breathe. This, we had like time this, to like. I don't know. The reason I I say this movie doesn't have a plot is when we get to the end and find out there's a quote unquote plot that this is all orchestrated by. Uh, Ben, ben Ravencroft. Croft, I sat here like, the fuck was your actual plan? To get power. Okay, no, 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 but the, the plan to get there, because, like, he was like, oh, yes, you I orchestrated hope... a mystery. I had no way of knowing you would get to by paying no, off no, people he, involved. He didn't know about the the town mystery. He just brought No, 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 I'm talking him. from the very beginning. Because remember, at the end, he reveals, oh, that museum mystery that y'all were involved in that I met you at? I paid everyone involved so I could meet you there. Well, yeah, because it's a Scooby-Doo style mystery, so of course the mystery is going to show up. 
And then, like, once that happened, the thing he didn't know was going to happen, he was like, I was going to take you home, and then I was going to have you solve my other mystery, even though you're kids and have no idea how, like, to do historical restoration. They're they're not kids. He keeps calling them kids. I know, but but they're like, they keep talking like, we're not kids because this is the zombie island timeline. Yeah, because they're like in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, exactly. They have careers. It's just they've reunited in Zombie Island. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the Mystery Incorporated, I know all about you. So I orchestrated this whole plot to get you to come back to my home and look for the book. Even yeah, though exactly. historical, like, this kind of mystery is not really the thing they do. Like, finding the remains of a person. I mean, yeah, but, like, you say that, but they, they did, did find it. They did, but, like, before, right, like, at the ass end, right before they were going to leave town. I mean, again, this is the problem. Like, if we had more time in this movie, we could have, like, well, number one, we could have, like, built up Ben Ravencroft more and, like, had his betrayal mean something more if there was, like, 20 minutes more to this movie and build up his relationship with Velma and maybe throw in some, like, actual seeds of his like plan you know also what was we'd have to address it the The wiccan Wiccan thing yeah yeah we have to we can't just not talk about it that was the main thing that i that like i take away from this movie every time i watch it again i'm like this is the most bullshit white person like new agey understanding of what the fuck a witch is Especially because, like, if it, okay, let's 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 attack this from just what was given to us in the text. Yeah. How Ben Ravencroft describes Sarah Ravencroft would have been called a witch and would have been like burnt at the stake for it. Oh no, but you see, KP, many witches who were burned at the stake weren't real witches; they were wicked. And then we get into another problem. The fuck do you mean a real witch? Yeah, well, because real witches exist, you see, KP. A thing that (laughs) Velma just kind of says. I mean, they did, to be fair to Velma, the last time we saw them in this timeline, they did run into a bunch of goddamn werecats and zombies. True. Also, I'll say, Velma never actually said real witches exist. She said they were accused of sorcery, as if that was a separate concept. As if, yeah, as if that was a separate concept, but, like, like they weren't actually real witches. Like, what do you mean real witches if you don't believe in magic? What the fuck does that mean, Zelma? And yeah, then I... we have to address the other part, which, like... The, the, oh, the blood relation thing? Yeah, the blood relation thing. You don't, being a witch this isn't, isn't something you inherit. This isn't Judaism. This isn't, it's, like, where you can be ethnically a witch. Yeah, it's, like, you can't be ethnically a witch, or it's not, and it's not, like... Oh, I'm part of a superior breed. Like, the yeah. fuck do you mean superior breed? You're just, you're just a guy who just, just happens to be descended from somebody who knew magic. Yeah, you're just that's a some, white that's... guy whose colonialist mom got burnt at the stake. That's some fucking fate-made shit. <sighs> yeah. And also, like, but oh, if I'm descended from which, that would make me a warlock. I'm not even going to begin to unpack. I think he meant, like warlock because the term witch in the 90s meant 
female, female practitioner of magic. It's like sorcerer and sorceress. Yeah. A thing that, like, weirdly, um, our modern usage of the word, like, witch and warlock do not mean that anymore for some reason. It, warlock, I don't even know when the term warlock even became, like, a thing. <sighs> okay. So. You, you would know. I'm I'm just gonna look up briefly to see if I'm on the right track. So it come it basically this this I did know it means like one who breaks a covenant. That's what warlock means. Ah, okay. Um, it was used in old English, the old English equivalent, to to mean um, or rather, the covenant involved in warlock is technically the Bible. So a warlock was someone who broke someone who broke the covenant of the Bible to become in league with the devil. You know, the from devil from the, the Bible. devil from the Bible. Um, but like it was used interchangeably with witch back in Middle and Old English, or the mm-hmm. words that would become witch. Um. And then it kind of fell out of favor for just witch in modern English. I want to say, I have no proof of this, but I want to say until D&D started using warlock. Yeah, and then our sort of like modern usage of the term warlock became like the thing. Mm-hmm. The the other use was especially in the 90s, because the 90s had a lot of like witchcraft in TV. See Charmed or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. Um, Scooby, here with Scooby-Doo. And mm-hmm. the term witch, we exclusively meant a woman who used magic up until this point. So they're like, we need a term for a male, a, a dude. What's a term that means a magic practitioner that starts with a W? Warlock, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Warlock. Okay, yeah. Warlock comes from the Old English of breaker of oath or deceiver. Yep, and the oath involved is specifically the Bible. The Bible. And making a deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, so that's what he means when he's like, that makes me a warlock. Because he's like, I'm not a pansy witch. You you also don't, in, you don't inherit the, I mean, in D&D, you can inherit the pack with a pet with a patron, but. It's not. That That's a whole thing. I was, however, spending the whole movie thinking, how would I make Ben Ravencroft in D&D? How would you make Ben Ravencroft? Obviously, his patron is Sarah Ravencroft, and he has a book of shadows. Obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously. And I, you can pretty much solve the rest of it from there. Like he's got that invocation that gives you flight. He's got that inv- He's got Eldritch Blast. We see him use it. He used Wall of but, Fire. Yeah, but now the most egregious thing that this movie does is imply that Wicca is like an old form of magic practition when in reality it's like a new agey like quote unquote pagan religion yeah here's okay the 90s was especially people who didn't understand new age religions in the 90s that want to do magic shit all say that because a lot of new agey religious types in the 90s were claiming that wicca was this ancient witchcrafty uh, like return to the roots of magic thing when it is in reality and i'm 
We're going to get hate mail for this one. I'm sorry, Joey. Um, I don't care. Great. Wicca, as in its modern usage, is just a slapdash combination of a bunch of pagan religions prior to Christianity, often from, like, the UK. It's like Gaelic religions. Yeah. So a lot of Nordic gets thrown in there. A lot of Greece gets thrown in there because the Wiccans love Hecate. They love it's, Cernunos. It's it's new. It's neo paganism. Yeah, it's literally just it's the, these words mean the same. Neo paganism, Wicca, are the same shit. You just neo paganism is just an amalgamation of all the old religions and traditions and shit that like made it into the modern day that like were still kind of like around and talked about Mm -hmm. that were like purged during like the whole like you know christianity in europe thing it was like get rid of the and anybody who wasn't christian was pagan yes and then many of the symbols of those religions became associated with the devil yes like the pentagram or with specific demons or specific demons yes or how some of the gods of those religions would become devils mm. of... Uh, yeah, a good know, example of this is, like, Baal. Yeah, Baal. Baal is or... so often used, but, like, if you read the Bible, the Baal is mentioned as another god that yeah. the Jewish people interacted with, the, the worshippers of. Yeah, and then you've got, like, Orcus. Yeah... And also, like, the, the whole, like, the horned god is yeah. from Cernunos. Yes. Is and it Cernunos? That... I have Cernunos. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, the horned god is one of the two, as far as I know, the two biggest wicked, neo-pagan Wiccan gods are Cernunos and Hecate. Or, as they will sometimes call them, the horned god and the triple goddess. Yes. Which, don't get, now, don't get it twisted. The hashtag aesthetic of neopaganism and Wicca is cool. Don't get it twisted. And there is I like something the to be said for, like, this idea of witchcraft being someone figuring out their own spirituality and incorporating what feels right to their spiritual growth from these old texts. I get it. That's yes. a very personal, intimate process, and you can bring others into it. That's a whole... We're not saying it's bad. We are saying that it is kind of a slapdash of a bunch of different texts and religions. Like, literally, I think it... it, And a lot of shit in Warlocks gets its stuff from Wicca. Like, literally, I think in Wicca there is no um, holy text or whatever, because, you know, it's a new neo-pagan religion, but, like, the religious texts and magic rituals of neo-pagan religions are usually contained in things called Books of Shadow. I think the Book of Shadows is actually a specific... No, a Book of Shadows is a book containing religious texts and instructions for magical rituals found within neo-pagan uh, religion of Wicca. Since its conception in the uh, 1970s. <laughs> oh, there was a specific Book of Shadows that like kind of started at Gerald... 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 Gardner. Yeah, and then English obviously Wiccan. there's a lot of warlock D and D warlock shit in fucking yeah. Wicca because 
a lot of the people who played D&D were definitely into that shit. Also, if we're talking about this, we have to briefly mention Anton LaVey. Founder oh. of the Church of Sa- the Church of Satan, the religion of Satanism, and maybe the world's most famous uh, sex wizard and anti-Semite. <sighs> He's a lot. Don't listen to it. If if you find anything written from him, don't listen to, to it, unless you're ready. Unless you're in a headspace where you can just laugh at it instead of letting any information hit your brain, let it slide off like you're a shark. Yeah, now with all that being said, this movie did give us one good thing. I'm a hex girl. I'm gonna put a spell on you. Uh, the hex girls. the hex girls. They, I was so prepared co- going into this again. Like, what if they don't hold up? What if they're not as cool as they're... they are? They, they are, are all... as cool yeah. today as they were when I was a kid. The fucking the hex girl. All the hex girls music. Still slaps. The Hex Girls music still slaps. The aesthetic still slaps. Their like whole deal being eco goth. Now that I understand that, because I didn't as a kid. Now that I get it, still cool. One hundo. Like I like I like eco goth. Yes, I. That's the hashtag aesthetic, baby. It's like I'm goth, but I'm also like, it's it's Sam from Danny Phantom. Yeah, 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 essentially, yeah. that's an eco goth. Yeah, 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 someone who's like goth but wants to like save nature protect the planet yeah they're like death comes to us all but so does life uh fucking goth planeteer yeah right down <sighs> goth planeteer <laughs> i wish luna and dusk had more to do in this movie because like the yeah, only one who gets again. a personality in this movie is thorn and again, we if we had more time, I don't know if we would have used that time on them as much as I would have liked that. We could have used some time on it, but also we could have used it on Ben Ravencroft and setting up on, the mystery, uh, uh, setting up the initial mystery. Because I do kind of like that the whole the way this movie is set up is we have a mystery mystery, we solve it, and then shit goes crazy. I yeah, kind of exactly. like that that work or like the that messed the formula yeah it's it's like zombie island but like worse yeah I like i like witch's ghosts and i like the vibes it has and still like especially some of the scenes like especially any of the scenes where ben is using the magic and casting the spells and like that shit is like still really pretty looking like mm-hmm. animation wise actually i would say all the animation in this movie is really good but that, those scenes specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that stand out. And also, Tim Curry, as usual, fucking killing it. Yeah. This isn't, obviously, this isn't my favorite Tim Curry role, obviously. Yeah, but it's pretty it's good. good. Like, I mean, I think my favorite Tim Curry role, it might be Nigel Thornberry, honestly. <laughs> Strong choice. Look, Marianne. I'm a sloth. I can love, love Tim Curry. Oh, God. And it is, I think this is also, um... Is is this the first time that Casey Kasem was not? Um... No, it was... 
This is the first time Alice? Scott Ennis was Ennis was Shaggy, but no, Billy I mean, West this is the was first... Shaggy in Zombie Island. Oh, that's what I mean. This is the first. Okay, so this isn't the first time where Casey Kitchen yes. wasn't Shaggy. It was it was Zombie Island. Um, I let me check actually. Um, so it's was. Casey Kasem. Okay, hold on. Scott Ian's voice Shaggy as Billy West to voice Shaggy in Zombie Island. Needed time for his voice work on Futurama. Okay. Um, Casey Kasem was Shaggy until 97, then picked it up uh, again in 2002 to 2009. And Zombie Island came out in 98, so... Yeah, so probably was Zombie Island. Yeah, Zombie Island was the first time it wasn't Casey Kasem as Shaggy. And then Billy West was him in Zombie Island, and Eans was him in this. Mm -hmm. And then I assume Casey Kasem came back for uh, Cyber Chase and Alien. No, uh, hold on. Alien Invaders. Cyber Chase, it was still Scott uh, Eans. Ah. He didn't come back to voice Shaggy until Legend of the Vampire. Oh. Which was the other appearance of the Hex Girls in... Well, the second appearance of the Hex Girls. Yes. Uh, their third appearance would be in Mr. Incorporated. Mm, actually, I thought it was What's New, Scooby-Doo. Well, they showed up... Okay, hold I think they showed up in... I don't remember if they showed up in the Vampire movie first, or if they showed up in What's New, Scooby-Doo first. Let's hold on. Hex girls. They were in season two in the episode The Vampire Strikes Back, season two, episode five. Ah, so which okay. was two thousand three, same year. Okay, so they showed up in. It just depends on which one. It, it's unclear which one came up. Yes. Got it. They were in both. They were in yeah, what's and, new. And, yes. Yeah. And then they were in Mystery Incorporated. And then they were in um, fucking Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, the, the current. I think current really? Scooby-Doo thing. I haven't seen them in that yet. Uh, Oh, sorry. That stopped airing in 2021. My mistake. Because mm. of the HBO Max shit. Okay. <sighs> But yeah, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, they were in, um... They also make a cameo in, uh, Scoob. I put a hex on you, season one, episode 24. Yeah, they also, I guess they also put, um... Yeah. They make a non-speaking cameo in, in Scoob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they also show up in the Scooby-Doo team-up comic, I believe, along with Vincent Van Gogh and Flim Flam. Uh-huh, and Red Herring. Red herring, and that Wait, robot really? butler, yeah, and that robot butler from the one Shaggy Shag and Scoob, I think it was called. That one spinoff no one liked. See, the Hex Girls, along with Mystery Inc.'s other allies, Vincent Van Gogh and Flim Flam, were tired of always playing second fiddle to the gang, so they unleashed several versions of the gang from other dimensions and disguised themselves as a giant version of Scrappy Doo. 
Yes, that Scrappy-Doo was piloted by the Hex Girls, Finn Ghoul, Flim Flam, Red Herring, and Robbie the Robot Butler from Shag and Scoob. Red Herring? Yeah. What? I will say... I want to say this, if if you're going to look at, if you, the viewer, are going to watch all the stuff with the Hex Girls in it, which you should, they're great, um, be prepared, Dusk is going to get, no, Luna, I always forget their name, I get their names flipped, mm -hmm. Luna is going to get whitewashed so often. Yeah. She's the one of the darkest skin tone in the original, but we're, they make it unclear if she's supposed to be black or not. They make, they make this, her black and miscreen. They do, they and they also, the like, in uh, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, she still has the darkest skin tone. But in What's New Scooby-Doo, and I think in... Um, Vampire. In Vampire, her skin's lighter. I don't... I think she's always darker skin than the others. Um, right. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking it up. No, she she's white in Vampire for some reason. So that in What's New, she they made her white, and then they're like... Let's stop doing that. And she's back to being vaguely black coated in what's the new Scooby in uh Scooby Doo and Guess Who and Mystery Incorporated. Right. Um Laser, I'm gonna say we're gonna call this episode the deep gooey lore of Scooby Doo. Yeah. I mean Yeah we're getting in we're getting in on it, right? The yeah, this... deep gooey lore. Yeah. I still am shocked. The Hex Girls have not just gotten their own spinoff. Or a comic, at the very least. Yeah, something. Literally fucking anything. There's so much to do. Like, they're a cool eco-goth band. They kind of do, like, witchcrafty stuff, but, like, not really. They could easily do the Scooby-Doo thing of going around finding supernatural mysteries as they are performing on their band. It's like Josie and the Pussycats. I... TV show. Okay. I want you to live in this, play in this space. Okay, okay. Ghoul School, Ghoul School Reboot comes back, gets their own show. Oh. We have an episode where um, it's the school dance. Who do we get to play the school dance? The Hex Girls. <laughs> the Hex Girls. That would be fucking, neat. That'd be wild. I'd fucking love that. So much. Just so much. Like, oh, and then they mentioned, oh, you know Scooby and Shaggy too. Yeah. You know, like, just reference. Like, not they're not there, but they know them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be great. Or if they did the reboot movie of the Ghoul School, like in the style of 13 Ghosts, where the, the girls were older and the gang was there. The Hex Girls still showing up would be great. Or, I'm surprised they didn't get, like, a whole movie that was just, like, other... I mean, Vampire, they're not really a main focus. They just show up in it. But, they like, show up I and get of, kidnapped. They show up and get kidnapped. I'm like, why didn't we just have a Scooby-Doo Hex Girls movie? Yeah. Like, that was about them. To be fair, they show the up game. a decent number of times in Mystery Incorporated. I know, but it's it, and it's so weird, much like Ghoul School, where it's like this, they showed up in this one movie, and then they became like so ingrained in the zeitgeist and the canon. They were that, so much cooler than anything else that happened in that movie. So much cooler than anything movie. else happened. 
And also, anything that has happened in Scooby-Doo since Zombie Island. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest, they wanted to bring back, um... What's her name? If they wanted to keep referencing those characters, I wouldn't hate it. Mm -hmm. The Zombie Island ones. They were all... Compared to this, this movie's characters, such strong characterization in uh, well-paced characterization. I'd prefer we never talk about Zombie Allen again, because the last time we talked about Zombie Allen again, it was bad. Yeah. With uh, the Hex Girls, it's hard to... I will say this, it's hard to do them dirty, other than our constant whitewashing of Luna for some reason. Uh yeah. It's hard to do them dirty personality-wise, because other than Thorn, they didn't really get any personality, other than they're cool as shit. They're spooky and cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I did like... One thing I liked about their original designs in this movie was that, like, um, Dusk would... Any other... Or any other show like the blonde one and pigtails would be like the nice one but she's got this constant furrowed brow to her design she's the angry one yeah she's like except not really she's just always she's got this resting bitch face which is a yep. really nice contrast to she's the blonde one in pigtails which yeah. they kind of don't do anymore in mystery incorporated she's got the harley quinn thing going on instead can I live in a world where the Hex girls show up for a Halloween party and they're dressed as the Sanderson sisters? God, please. Can I live in that world? I just want them to cover I'll put a spell on you. I put a spell on you. Yeah. Speaking of that, that sequel is coming out this Halloween. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel about it. On the one hand, more of those women playing those characters but on the other yeah. hand did this movie really need the sequel At, it's, it's it's nostalgia bait like clearly i will say the thing about that movie that i find wild mm-hmm. is that i that for some reason at work i have been seeing so much hocus pocus like merch getting oh yeah sold. no it's like people like Disney realized finally that we're like, oh, people are nostalgic about that movie. We can make merchandise off of it for people who are nostalgic for it, and they will buy it. They just—it's just wild because they didn't merchandise or do anything with the first movie. Like they didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But this movie's coming out. They're like, we will merchandise the hell out of it because people haven't—it's nostalgia bait. Yeah. You know, people who were, who grew up with that movie have disposable income. Yeah, and there is one of the some of that merch that I do want. Like I want the uh, the little doormat that says "What a beautiful morning." Make me sick. Mm. I want that. I also want uh, Billy's tombstone. It's like yeah. a Halloween decoration. It's, I, I want some of that genuinely. Um, the one thing, one more thing, I want to say. It's really funny that we talked about how this movie is like poorly paced, but. And Zombie Island is much better paced, but Zombie Island is only, like, 11 minutes longer. It, trust me, people. You have no idea how much 10 minutes can help pace out your movie. 
and also like mm-hmm. knowing what you want the plot to be because like the the reveal of ben being the villain at the end not only comes out of nowhere from a narrative perspective it feels out of nowhere from like a oh the writers didn't know how to make the real ghost twist happen that's the vibe if, it had if we had 10 more minutes we probably could have seeded that a little better or at all yeah or like cut it up set it up more than the Shekhov's gun of that belt of the the book buckle. buckle. By the way, I love when you look up the track listings of this movie and there's like all the Hex Girl songs, but my favorite thing about the track listing for this movie is obviously in every Scooby-Doo movie, at least in this era, there was a new cover of the original theme song. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely really like this one. You know who did the cover of this one? Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, I know. It's so... Uh, it's a good cover though. It is. Fucking Billy's. I don't. I don't hate Billy's. He's fine. It's, it's easy to make fun of him. You know. You say what you will though. It's easy to make fun of him because he was successful. Oh yeah, he was successful. He wasn't a one-hit wonder, but he's his fame at the top was very short-lived. And then it was like, and it, you know what I'll give him credit for? Even though he was in the Hannah Montana show, it never ever felt like he himself, the person, was ever trying to ride the coattails of his daughter's success or fame. It kind of came off the whole time uh, of the Hannah Montana show. It felt more like he was just like, I'm here, I guess. Yeah. I'll if play you want me dad. to talk about me, I can. And no one ever did. Yeah, and then it's and he, he never it never felt like the uh, like the Jackson Five situation, where the dad was trying to like live through the children and in, in their mm-hmm. musical success, or relive his success like ever. Yeah, never got that vibe. And then and now he's got uh, now he's in one of the best songs ever, Little Nas X. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Overall, I wish I could recommend this movie. <laughs> it's people. not the weakest of the four. It's not. That'd be Cyber Chase. Weirdly, of the four, Cyber Chase is the only one I can recommend to people who don't have a nostalgia for it. Weirdly, yeah, even though it's the it's the weakest one. It's got Cyber Chase is enough wild going on in it, and like enough interesting visually going on that isn't the one scene of the hex the two scenes of the hex girls performing yeah where i can be like you can watch that one without no with uh, without any nostalgia for it and you'll probably enjoy it yeah, this one it's... not really it's, it's fine again, put it on the background for a halloween party yeah like just put it on. It's fine. Everyone will stop and sing the Hex Girls with their whole chest. If you want a capital H Halloween movie for Scooby-Doo, though, honestly, just go watch Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. I don't think I've seen that one. It's a fun one. It's one of the very few ones that's just about Scooby and Shaggy. And fucking uh, Tim Curry plays the Goblin King in it. How many 
Scooby-Doo villains has Tim Curry played? Uh, just those two. Really? Yeah. I expected Honestly, it to be it was, higher. That, that that movie was probably that movie was like one of the last things he did. Ah. Uh. Because that movie came out in like when did fucking Scooby Doo and the Goblin came? Two thousand eight. So that was like one of the last things he did. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was him. Anyway. Hold on, I'm gonna be absolutely 110% sure. Yep, Tim Curry's the Goblin King. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Definitely recommend it. Jim Belushi and Jay Leno are also in it weirdly. <laughs> Jay Leno plays the Jack O' Lantern. It's it's weird. He does a good job. I'll give him that. I don't know, um, my point remains with Witch's Ghost. It's fine, but if you don't fine. have any nostalgia for it, yeah, you don't you don't need to come see what it's about. You just need to see a YouTube video of the Hex Girls performing, and you'll get yeah. it. Yeah, maybe next year we'll talk about Cyber Chase and Alien Invaders. Or maybe you'll finally get a, the Mystery Incorporated episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I... I'm just, it's going to be a wild time talking about the big plot twist at the end of that show. God. God. I want to watch it with somebody who has never seen it and doesn't know the plot twist. (laughs) I don't think we know anyone who doesn't know that plot twist. Jank, maybe. Jank, maybe. Jank, maybe. I think he knows that plot twist already, though. Well, we'll have to see. But anyway, that's the show. Oh yeah, the the show where we've been recording. Did you kidding or half kidding? Okay, got it. Um, that's the show. If you enjoyed the show, wherever you're listening, is please written review five stars. I I crave that sweet sweet validation. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at at uh. Acme Podcast Inc. at gmail.com. That's Acme Podcast Inc. at gmail.com. Yes, thank you. Acme Podcast Inc. at gmail.com. Acme Podcast Inc. at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Inc. Podcasts. That's I N C P O D C A S T S. You can also find us on Tumblr at Acme Podcasts.tumblr.com. That's Acme Podcasts.tumblr.com. Um, that's how you get in touch with the show. If you want to do like in touch with us, KP, where can they find you? I have the same app for Twitter and Tumblr. It is Kuiper Nebula, K-U-I-P-E-R-N-E-B-U-L-A, um, on both Tumblr and Twitter. Um, I'm also also have a GoFundMe going right now to help with my move across the country. I'm going. I'm trying to leave Missouri, um, the state of Missouri. Uh, to go live closer to friends in New York. So if you would like to help, uh, that GoFundMe link is uh, pinned on both my Tumblr and my Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Kaiju underscore Emperor uh, on Twitter. 
K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. You can also find me on Tumblr at Kaiju-Emperor, spelled the exact same way. Uh, and that's retweets, reblogs, things I like, usually. Uh, I also have, also, uh, the pinned tweet and pinned post on both those is my commission info for writing, if you wanted to commission me to write something. Uh, and if you want anything sort of like creatively from me, uh, I also have a side blog on Tumblr called Kai's Tome. That's K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. Usually where I reblog homebrew stuff for D&D, but also make my own things like spells, subclasses, that sort of thing. There's probably going to be a decent amount of stuff coming out from, for that in the coming months because some of the game, one of the games I'm running is going to be ending in the near future. So I'm going to have a lot more time to work on the next game I'm running, which is going to be in my original setting called Oko. And a lot of the stuff for that setting is probably going to be posted to said Tumblr. But also there's going to be a World Anvil um, page where you can read the information about that world. So look forward to that if you're interested in that at all. But anyway, uh, next time, as I said, we're going to be continue the, the month of Spoopy with my, my boo. We're going to talk about Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust and Batman vs. Dracula. Anyway, don't be a jackass. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.